Welcome to Culture Over Coffee, the Spartan Shills podcast where we talk about pop culture, new trends, and other news outside of the PV School District over a cup of coffee. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm Sanjeev Iyer here with Darsh Balani. This week's topic is about the new Joker movie and the buzz behind it. Today we are joined by seniors Mitchell Strobe and Adil Manazer. So I guess we can get right into it. Um, what are our thoughts about the Joker movie? I mean, I thought that movie was more than just a normal movie. I thought it was kind of like a book that you could analyze because there was a lot of artistic parts about the movie. You had like the intentional unsettlingness of the movie where like, for example, the first scene, just a whole minute of him like smiling and not smiling and then you can see like the tear come out of his eye. And then Joaquin Phoenix's acting is just phenomenal throughout the whole thing, so he really conveys, like, the feelings of the character. So I thought that, yeah, the movie is not just a movie. It had some artistic parts to it. Yeah, um, the whole, like, unsettlingness is, there's a lot of points in the movie where you just don't know how to react, and I think it helps get the audience out of their comfort zone and really, like, helps them get into the mind of, like, where they can think about what the movie's trying to present to them and help them understand what's going on. And I think um, the Joker being a non-reliable narrator, and you don't know which scenes are actually real or not, I think that helps with the immersiveness of the story. Like, if he were to present it in a different way, where like, oh, he, this guy's just insane, instead of being in the mind of the Joker, I think you wouldn't have the same feelings of like uneasiness as you do. Yeah, I agree. The fact that you didn't know what parts were real or not, or, like, you, the movie was meant so you wouldn't be able to understand the entire plot of it. Like, I had to go home the, the night after and watch YouTube videos about the movie to fully grasp what the movie was talking about. So I know the movie had, like, this huge build-up towards it, a lot of controversy behind it, uh, obviously with uh, people having fear of attacks and violence um in the movie theaters or in response to watching the movie so like do you think why do you think it was like hyped up in the first place like i know there's like a lot of other violent movies horror movies why do you think this like joker movie was so hyped up i mean like i think it might have something to do with that shooting in the dark knight rises in 2012 because that's also like yeah, a batman sure. movie and this is this has to do with that so that might be related to it yeah i think there's like a certain a certain, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like a template that superhero movies are supposed to follow. Like, they're usually just action movies. They're not that politically motivated, although sometimes they are, but usually that's not the main focus. It's just an action movie. But this is, like, completely different from anything, like, Marvel or DC has really put out before. And it's mostly just commentary along with, like, the plot line of the Joker becoming who he is. Yeah, I think it's because... By the end of the movie, you're really feeling for the Joker. Um, you're, you realize the situation and what he's gone through, and you you feel like sympathy towards him towards the very end. So that's why I thought it re- received a lot of controversy. And I think part of the reason is that this is the first time in a like as far as I can remember that we've had a, a standalone film about a villain, and I mean there's not very many of those out there. And sort of getting that perspective, I don't know, it's sort of it's a different take, and I think that speaks to, like, the artistic and nature of the, uh, film, and so, like, on to the next thing, like, how does it, how do you think it compares to, like, other DC movies or, like, superhero movies in general? I mean, like, what Mitchell said, 
I, I agree with that, that it's completely unique compared to the other superhero movies because they're mostly action. I mean, you can argue that Infinity War and Endgame are more, um, they're more artistic because you can say, like, they follow Thanos as a developing character and they have all that characterization. But Joker is just way more than that because I really like how it mixes in that artistic part with the superhero or that comic part. And one, one part doesn't outweigh the other. It's a good blend of both of those. Yeah, there was a lot of times where I completely forgot that this was a Batman universe that we were in, and I was just completely immersed in, like, the storyline of this character. And then there were parts where it, like, effortlessly tied it into the Batman universe, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is a superhero movie, or supervillain, rather. Yeah, and I think one of those scenes was the scene where he went to Wayne Manor, and then he's trying to make Bruce Wayne laugh. And if you, like, don't know that much about Batman... You wouldn't get that Alfred, which is the butler, he calls him Bruce. You wouldn't get that. That's like kind of an Easter egg that that's Batman. But that that scene was really well incorporated. It didn't seem out of place. It was more like because the whole thing about Thomas Wayne being his dad, so it was well incorporated in the movie. Yeah, I think the setting behind Arkham in general was beautifully created. And you can see the high level of disparity between the poverty and rich and such. I think sort of the Batman universe itself sort of speaks a lot more closer to our society as a whole. Um, I think that even though it's sort of a dark take um, on society, it's sort of, uh, it's easier for us to relate to it, even though it may be a little darker than what we're used to. And then, uh, I agree with that. I like, I liked that it was realistic. I didn't, like, I feel like a lot of times superhero movies aren't realistic and they're not very applicable. But since this was pretty realistic, this could change people's point of view on other people with mental illnesses and stuff. So how do you think, um, how did the movie change your perspective on mental illnesses? Just the social commentary, commentary on mental illnesses in general throughout the movie? I'm not really sure if I changed my perspective in any way, but I think the movie really helps like to open up the discussion like I don't know if this is correct to say or not but like I think mental illness is usually one of those topics where it's just like oh we're going to ignore it and not talk about it and it won't be a problem like drug use or something like that but I think like with these movies people are are mad about it because it's like opening up a topic or discussion about it and usually that's not considered okay or societally correct so I think that's why people are usually uncomfortable about it but I'm not sure if it really presents anything new to the discussion I think it just helps open up the discussion for people to share their thoughts I mean I thought that it helped me find more sympathy with people for with mental illnesses even you like call people insane or whatever but if you look at like Joker's past I don't think it really was his fault that he was like that because, like, you have the whole thing with his mom, like, like physically abusing him and all. And then he has that he has that mental illness where he keeps laughing and then people keep, uh, like, ridiculing him for that. So I feel like it's more of society's fault for people with mental illnesses acting, like, um, against other people or acting badly. So I feel like that really, what Mitchell said, opened the discussion for... Like, I guess, who's to blame and should you be blaming people with mental illnesses if they act wrongly? Yeah, I totally agree. One of the most um, 
influential quotes in the movie that Joker said is, the worst part about having a mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't. Just like that quote and a bunch of other actions that he did, just such as like the stand, the uh, comedy show that he attended. He laughed at all the wrong times. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the beginning of his stand-up, he was laughing for yeah. at least a minute to two minutes straight. And then that He was, gets ridiculed yeah. for that. That was um, another one of the uncomfortable yeah. scenes. But then it was it was unsettling to the point of making you sympathize with, like, it's not his fault that he keeps laughing, right? And then, like what Darsh said, that he got, he got ridiculed by the other comedian, Murray, the other comedian, for his laughing there. I think it's important that they never mention exactly what kind of mental illness he has. Like, he obviously has some sort of depression, but he might also have, like, schizophrenia with the hallucinations or like stories he comes up with that just blend effortlessly with the rest of the plot and you don't know which is real which is fake but i think it's important that they didn't um give him a specific illness so it like really it really can apply to any sort of situation you want it to and it helps and a really powerful part of the movie was near the beginning he was um he was like playing with a child you know on the bus and he started laughing for like minutes on end and the mother of the child was weird, really weirded out by this so he gave her gave him this card where it says i have an, i have a mental illness which makes me laugh for without control so i just thought that was really powerful and i i really like that way of introducing his mental illness instead of you know saying i have this mental illness in the movie they incorporated because the, the audience needs to know that but they incorporated it so effort and like seamlessly in the scene where it's in the scene where he keeps laughing. The audience is like, why is he laughing? But then he gives her that card and the camera shows what it says. So. And yeah, it really helps demonstrate how like that affects his life because he has to go through those interactions every time it acts up on him. So I think it also helps build up that. Uh, so I would say like, do you think that, I guess a lot of heat uh, that the movie has gotten is that sort of justifies the actions that he takes um, by like saying he has a mental illness or something. Um, do you think like the do you understand the controversy behind it or like why or why not that it should have that sort of I don't think those actions are necessarily justifiable, but I don't think that you can give him the blame of doing them. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think well, I don't know if he could be completely like innocent of blame. Like for sure he could have taken actions to not do what he did, but I think it definitely shows like how the interactions with people around him led him to become what he did and that while he might not be fully to blame other people around him and how they treat him are somewhat to blame as well as himself so um there's an article that's in the spartan shield uh about not just the joker movie in general but sort of referencing the joker movie and talking about uh, how fear has this sort of allure that we have um, and how we all get drawn towards uh, things that are unsettling and things that uh, aren't exactly make us feel good but they sort of like this horror and even though Joker isn't completely a horror film I think it's more of just it's unsettling it's more realistic and that's what makes it even more scary in my opinion um, there's this article that uh, it's written by Grace Falknick and talks about this allure of terror and I think it's a 
relates really well with what we're talking about. So, I think that, wh why do you guys think that this terror, like, the, I know the Joker has a lot of this, uh, this fear and stuff, and a lot of people went to watch it. Do you think that, like, that had played a part in it, or? I think it played a part in the attractiveness of the movie, like, we, what you said, the allure, like, people want to watch it. And even when it's more taboo, I guess, for, like, people under 17 to watch it, like, then they, they're going to want to watch it even more. So I feel like that that was definitely a, a necessary artistic uh, choice to make it more unsettling and make it rated R. Just like I remember when Venom was coming out, at the last, at the last minute they changed it to PG-13, and I feel like that has completely ruined the movie because it was supposed to be more scary horror, but then they, they wanted more money or, or whatever, so they changed it yeah. to PG-13. I feel like that messed up the movie. And I was happy that Joker intentionally did not make it pg-13 because they needed to show those things that were more rated r so this concludes our episode on culture over coffee about the controversy behind the new joker movie that's it for this episode of culture over coffee thanks a latte for listening we'll be back soon with more tea